Welcome to the Mouth Life Podcast. I'm Samantha, your host for tonight's episode. Tonight we have a little mini mouse life crew of just myself, Jen S, and Jeff. Tonight we're going to talk about some news and rumors for the first time in a long time, and then we're going to move on to our favorite pre-shows in each park. Shelby's out this week, so Jeff, not John, but Jeff is going to give us the news and rumors for this week. Jeff, take it away. All right. All right. So is this one that you've heard about in your travel agent stuff? Uh, Some of the restaurants are going to remain open after park closing when the park hours go back to, like, they get reduced drastically. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just a couple. It's just... And this is from the Disney Food Blog. And so they're, because these people are taking reservations on the app past the actual time of the park close for like an hour or so. Awesome. So Be Our Guest, Liberty Tree, and Magic Kingdom, and 50s Primetime, and Oga's Cantina, and Sci Fi, Sci Fi Dine In are, as of last week anyway, we're taking reservations after the posted the new posted park closing times. So that may be a way to extend your day a little bit if you're in the parks. Nice. And this was on Disney Food Blog? Yeah, which I don't know. Like, I don't know whether to call any of this news or rumors because I don't know how accurate all this is. Now, they come right out and say where they found it. They're basing this entirely on there being reservations available past park closing. So that sounds pretty legit. I mean, that kind that sounds, I mean, it would make sense for them to do that because they take reservations all the way up to park close, even on a normal day. Yeah. So, you know, it would make sense for them to take a six. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a six. Yeah, especially since it's around meal six, time. They're accepting like 615, 630 reservations. Right. That, I mean, that does make sense. But, yeah. We have a lot of moving and grooving around. I don't know what that is, but... Uh, the other one is similar, but the apparently the Dine app has changed. It became available and then disappeared and then came back again. You can use the uh, the app to get on a walk-up waiting list hmm. now. Yeah. Now, the trick is they've listed how you do it. The trick is you've got to use the check dining availability in a My Disney Experience app. And if a walk up, you, you select today's date if you were trying to do this today. And under time, you put now. And then it'll have available walk ups near you that will pop up. Or you can see a list of available walk ups if there's none real close to you. So it's not all the restaurants, like the, when they were testing it, there was only like two or three that were doing it. But then later on, they tried it the next week and there were a bunch more. And it actually gives you a estimated wait time based on a party of four too. Now you can't change the party. I mean, it's a default, like if you're a party of four, this is what we expect the wait time to be. But you can put yourself uh, on the wait list before you're actually at the thing and you can see how long the wait's gonna be. So that's helpful, especially mm. since they're not doing reservations. Yeah. Or are they? Yeah, I guess they are doing dining reservations now, aren't they? They canceled them and then they started taking them again. Right. Yeah. But but that's helpful, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's been one of the main questions I've gotten a lot from clients is, you know, 
what are they taking walk-ups for things? And the answer is that they have availability, but I feel pretty strongly that if we tried to walk up to any restaurant while we were there in July, they probably would have been able. The only restaurant that I know for sure would have not been able to take us as beaches and cream, but they can never accept a walk up. I mean, that's it's so small too. It's, even well, after they, it got bigger. I mean, it's actually a pretty decent size now. Um, I would say it's three times as big as it used to be. Um, but they would social distancing and everything. But when we went, they were still running an hour behind on getting people seated. Um, but I think anywhere else we would have been fine just to walk up and, and get a seat. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Speaking of travel, Jeff, this is a really random question, but have you flown through the Charlotte airport, Charlotte, North Carolina? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. If I have a 35-minute layover in Charlotte, is that scary? No. Okay. We have a 35-minute layover in Charlotte in October, so... Yeah, no, it's I'm, not uh, that big an airport. You'll be able to get where you need. Are you just worried about making that explain? Yeah, we... Yeah, no, well, be a problem. Megan, we had to take a flight that Megan could catch, which had to be after work. And so we have a 625, so we're literally picking her up at 5 o'clock at the dot, rushing to, MC, to Kansas City International, getting on a plane trying to get on a plane hopefully we make it we have like an hour and 25 minutes but usually if you get there the airport's only 17 minutes from her work and so um if if we get there and we you know we're got all carry-on luggage and stuff i think we'll be okay but our flight lands at like 9 50 at night um and we take off at like 10 well these like 10 25 yeah 10 25 <laughs> or something like that yeah. yeah, it should be fine. It's not a big airport, so yeah. Somebody, I mean, all the all the agents I've talked to, they're like, it's a big airport. Like, you guys are gonna be, it's you know, hustling. And I'm like, I mean, as long as I don't care if I'm the last person on the plane. Yeah. As long as I get on it, like that's. Well, it's not all tiny, I- but it's not like Atlanta. Or- well, I'm like thinking that. late at night, too. It's not going to be quite yeah. as busy. I mean, no one's so, flying now. It won't be that busy. Well, yeah, no one's flying. So, I mean, hopefully, if our flight is delayed, they'll just hold the plane a little bit. But, yeah, they, they emailed me the other day and said, we've changed your flight times. And they pushed that flight up just slightly. So, we had originally a 45-minute layover, and now it's 35 minutes or something like that. So yeah, You should be able to do that. I mean, we probably won't have time to, like, get anything. But yeah, you're not going to be able to wait in the Starbucks line. But. Right. But we can probably make it from place to place. That makes me feel a little bit better. That was random. You know me. I always get the... That's no problem. We have a Star Wars rumor. I know how oh, much you love those. We do. And it's Disney Plus is working on a uh, Star Wars series, another one. That is going to be a spinoff of the Rogue One, the one that was a prequel Ooh, to the yeah. original Star Wars. I actually and liked the, that one. Are, yeah. You like that one? I like it because it's it's a complete story. Yeah. <laughs> like the uh, the spy guy in that. The guy's Cassian Andor. He's like the male lead in that. The series is going to be about him. Oh, okay. And his adventures before all this happened. And they are. There's a rumor that they're starting to film it in November, based on people getting called up for the job. So, mm-hmm. right. so that would be something new. And if it, they do as good a job with that as they did with uh, the Mandalorian, that should be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and more Star Wars. I watched a few of these. These are funny. The uh, 
It's on the, uh, damn, I'm trying to find it. It's on, I'm trying to find, it's on YouTube. Uh, they've got these little animated shorts that all take place in the, uh, Galaxy's Edge. And they're, they're for kids. I mean, they're, uh, oh man, what is the, it's the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. Okay. Okay. And they're like three or four minutes long. And one of them is some kids that do the, uh, the Smuggler's Run. They basically, they, it's like them in, it's, it's characters go on. They actually do the ride. They do. Only it's not a ride. It's like the actual smugglers mm-hmm. run thing. But the best one is there's a porg that does a little tour of the whole outpost, oh, and it's shot cute. from his perspective. He's like this little tiny porgy guy. And he's running around and he goes into Ogas and he he goes into the uh, the antiquities shop and he goes and sees all the things in Black Spire Outpost. And it's it's like three or four minutes long. And it is absolutely adorable. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, and there's a third one that I haven't seen. I just saw the two that are on the that were on the post I saw. But yes, yeah, apparently the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. And oh, the uh, uh, so you know how you were allowed to wear costumes to Mickey's Halloween party? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're not having Halloween parties, but they are going to allow adults to wear costumes between September 15th and Halloween. Yes, I saw that. As long as they they can't wear a, uh, like a mask, like so a like mask a, or helmets, so like yeah. no stormtrooper helmets or anything like that. But yeah, that's super exciting. I think that that's, that's cool. a mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a good you know. It's a good if you can't do the whole. And I understand if you're not doing parades and I, fireworks, then you I really can't know. offer that. But but it's because they'll decorate it for fall for Halloween and everything and and if they if they let that'll be that'll be that's a nice little addition I think it would be cool too if they played like some of the Halloween music that they play during the parties or even you know those little pop-up parades they've been doing with like one float at a time yeah like what if they just brought the dancers out from like the boo to you parade just did like one little section yeah of it instead of surprised if they did stuff like that like that would be super fun and did like some of the lights on the sidewalk and all that that they used to do yeah that that was still one of the things that struck lisa and i the first time we went to a halloween party we hadn't been to the park yet we got there and then went in you know just for that and we did the the adventureland first route (laughs) And we walked through an adventure land. It was just starting to get dark. And it took us a minute to realize it because it didn't seem, I mean, we hadn't been to Disney yet. So I guess it would have stuck out if we were all like in sort of Disney mode. But we're walking through Adventureland and they were playing ACDC. Mm-hmm. They were playing Back in Black. And it was the first time I heard anything like that. We're like, this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really like kind of. Change, like when you walk in, you're going down Main Street, and they're playing something Halloween themed, and not you know the normal. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny, but it'd be cool if they did that. And you know what they feel? I feel like they might. Anxious to find out. We'll know soon enough, right? Because I guess the costumes start like the fifteenth, so that's yeah, a few weeks away. Yeah, um, we are going for one day Octo- in October. Um, our flight kept getting canceled um, in Jacksonville to go to Jacksonville because we're going to St. Augustine for the weekend. So Orlando is just an hour farther, and it's a little bit more reliable of a route from here. Okay. So we're actually flying into Orlando with Megan and John Eric, which John Eric's never done Disney in any capacity. Oh, cool. So, but we're going to go to Epcot. That's where he wanted to go. I was really sad. I wanted to go to Magic Kingdom, but he was oh. like... I would recommend, and if I don't know what your schedule's like, but it's worth doing. On your way from 
uh, Orlando to St. Augustine. Once you get, you'll, you'll hit 95 to go up to St. Augustine. Okay. But once you go up there a little bit, get, get out of, you'll be in Daytona. And once you get out of Daytona, take one of the little roads that goes east to the coast. And there's uh, Route 1 goes right along the coast and it drives through all these little beach towns and right, I mean, it's right along the water and it is gorgeous. And I think it adds maybe 10 or 15 minutes to your trip. Huh. It is such a nicer road than I-95. Wow. And it's really, really cool. And it drive and it, and it will literally take you straight into Old Town St. Augustine. It's the best way to get into St. Augustine because you'll you'll drive right into the the heart of it on, on Route know. One. It is so nice. So we're staying overnight in Orlando on the sixteenth. No, on the fifteenth, and then we're doing Epcot on the sixteenth, and then we're driving ourselves to Epcot so we can we're leaving Epcot and driving to St. Augustine because Epcot closes at seven. Well, we have reservations at homecoming and then we're gonna head over Okay, to... she'll be driving over there at night. Yeah, so yeah, I don't so know won't make any difference. She'll go really But do you fly so... back out of Orlando? We're... so right now the plan is to fly out of Jacksonville. Hopefully okay. they've switched our so we originally were on a seven forty flight out because it was the fastest. And they've pushed it twice now. So I'm hoping that they don't, that they, what they're doing is they're trimming their schedules up and condensing as many of these flights as they can. Like they had seven flights and now they only have like five or they had eight flights and they only have like five. So that makes sense. Condensing. So we have to, yeah, we'll come back to Orlando. We'd probably take that route. I would like to come back. It takes no, it takes, like I said, it takes maybe 15 minutes longer and it is such a nicer drive. Yeah, I would like to draw or come back to Orlando because we're there all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Um, and then we fly out at like, I think, 5 p.m. on Monday. So I would like to, well, I wanted to fly back from Orlando, but it just didn't make any sense. Where are you staying in St. Augustine? So our agency owner, Sherry, has a, um, she's a snowbird. So she has a house that she rents down there. Oh, and I'm cool. not. I'm not really sure what their agreement is, but she is allowed to bring guests in even if she's not there. So because we had to shorten our honeymoon, she offered us like a, like a weekend away. And then she's like, you know, you can have up to two more people come with you. So we've, I've traveled with Megan, but I've never, we've never all four of us gone somewhere without the kids. Oh, that would be fun. So I was like, it's awesome. You'll love it. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really excited to go somewhere new that we haven't it been. It's a really, really neat town. But I'm also it's excited really... to take John Eric to Disney because he's never yeah. done anything like yeah. this. He's, he's not big on rides, and that's why we're going to Epcot. Oh yeah, he'll there's a that. few rides, and then but there's like a lot of walking around, and it's it opens at eleven. So I'm just to pay two hundred and ten dollars to stay at Pop Century for one night. We land at midnight at MCOs, and we're not taking Magical Express. So I'm having a little bit of trouble, like, justifying that. So I'm like, well, maybe we'll park at the TTC at, like, 9 and go have breakfast somewhere using the monorail. And then, but, I mean, it's really not that much more expensive to pay to stay on property than it is to stay off property. Like, I can't really find anything that's Mm -hmm. super affordable. But it's 210 at night at Pop Century with tax, yeah, for that one night. <sighs> and that's the thing, it's like we don't we have to rent a car. No wonder nobody's so. going. 
Right. It's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. we have to rent a car. Uh, I think that Art of Animation opens up like the week after we're there, but I don't think it's any cheaper, you know. Yeah. And then um, we have to rent a car. So what my original plan was, well, since it's late at night, maybe we'll take Magical Express over and then grab a rental car in the morning since Epcot doesn't open till 11. I just haven't worked. I just have a hard time. Like, I'm like, I like being in the bubble, but we don't really need to be like, I guess the only thing would, it would save us on parking because. Right. Yeah. You know, technically we're resort guests. So parking at the park would be free, even if we pick up our car in the morning. So that would be the only thing. But yeah, it's this little day trip of mine of going to Disney has turned into an expensive endeavor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually I, thought about taking the kids. There were $18 flights each way on Spirit. So I thought about taking the kids. There was a 7 a.m. flight out. And then the next day, there was an 8 p.m. flight home. So it was like we could fly out, do magic, do like one of the parks in the morning or like that. And then the next day, do Magic Kingdom. It closes at 5 and we can take an Uber straight to the airport. Yeah. Oh but... Cam's like you've lost your mind like <laughs> he's like that is literally the most expensive day ever like $40 round trip it's worth it yeah. that would be a fun topic if you only had 24 hours in Disney how would you spend it that would be fun yeah I don't think we've done anything like that before no, that would be a good one but it would have to be like really detailed like yeah. how you would oh, like, yeah. start that like kind of right. hour by hour thing yeah. like not like, oh, I would, you know, go to Magic Kingdom. No, like, if you had yeah. 24 hours, what would you do? So, that's a good was that I've the got only one more exciting story? Okay, let's have it. Then you guys are going to love this. So, the rumor is people have found it deep in the code for it, but Disney Plus is going to be offering a group watch feature that might even launch in September. So, you can get a group of people together and all watch something at once. Hmm. And so, like, be... stream it like you would. Like, it would all stream at the same time to your different devices? Yes. Groupwatch would reportedly allow parties of seven people and can only be used on computers or mobile devices and not smart televisions or other pieces of hardware. But it'll have chat and emoji features. So you can chat with each other while you watch the movie. Yeah, that's just, I can't. Like, I don't mm. We could watch. We could watch Sammy the Way Out Seal together. Oh, we could. Yeah, we could do like a. We could do like a Mouse Life reacts. Yeah, I gotta figure out how to do that technically. I mean, you can't like broadcast the thing, but we could record ourselves. It would be hilarious. Right, that would be funny. <laughs> I got to work on how that would work once this comes out. I'll figure it out. Well, we did that. We tried once, but it didn't work. The very first episode of Mouse Life, we we watched the parade, and it was like we were all on different spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to figure out how this would would probably work better. Yeah. Well, I'll figure it out. That'll be a a little bit of homework for me so we can watch Sammy the Way Out Seal. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen that. No one has. I've not seen it, but it's called Sammy the Way Out Seal. How can you not want to watch it? So for the next segment of tonight's episode, we're going to talk about pre-shows, which are our favorites, which we don't really like or like to skip. And we're going to go with each park. So we're going to start with, let's start with Animal Kingdom. Okay. So my favorite pre-show is probably, mm, to think about it. I like Festival of the Lion Kings, the way they get the, when they bring the people out to get the crowd all fired up. It's excellent. 
Yeah, that's, oh, I was yeah. going to say, that's a good one. That's one of my favorite live shows anyway, yes. and that just mm-hmm. really Mine's gets it going. Good. Yeah. That one's really good. Um, my least favorite is Flight of Passage because it never ends. <laughs> Like, I could very well skip that. Um, and you did skip the first part of it where they do, like, the decon- decontamination process. Yeah. At, um, and then you just went into right into the second room where he talks, you know, the you get the message from Dr. Ogman, Ogin, Ogman, whatever. And um, But I could 100% skip that. I mean, I think that our VIP tour guide told us last year that that is the longest pre-show on property. And it's like 14 minutes long between the two (laughs) rooms. And I guess you just don't realize it's that long. But because it it is the whole span of one like one ride segment so that way they're like keeping people moving yeah it's a way to entertain people rather than because the alternative is just to wait in line until you get on right yeah Yeah. and i have the one at dinosaur memorized because that one's been around since before time itself i think that's that's the original pre-show from before they even changed the from extinction or whatever to dinosaur you don't think they changed the pre-show any i don't think they did Well, it's like super, I mean, you can tell it's super old. Like, that's the thing about Disney. They never update that kind of stuff, hardly ever. So, people don't want them to. They get upset if they update that's anything. True. Yeah. I remember how upset people were when they thought they were going to change the pre-show to Soren. That was like an uproar. I remember seeing tweets about, they didn't change the pre-show. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. When they changed the movie, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jen, what's your favorite and your least favorite? Um, well, I think I might be the opposite of you with the Flight of Passage, because I think it's a pretty good, um, what is the word I'm going to say? Um, I don't know, I guess immersive. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's sort of really, it's a, yeah. yeah. And then, um, I don't know about least favorite, though. I don't think I have one. I was trying to think how many, aside from Dinosaur, I don't know how many more there are in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. trying to think. How about Bugs Life? I haven't been on that in so long. Does that have a pre-show? It doesn't have a pre-show no i was like animal kingdom is pretty spot on um kilimanjaro had like a video that plays but you hardly ever have to stop to watch it i've never seen it right yeah just right yeah but although that queue almost counts as a pre-show because all the stuff in there is so cool right i was like i remember because i have to I, i spend people have to walk past us when we're in yeah. like, the fast pass line because I, I stop and read all the signs and all the little exhibits. Yeah. Then it's no longer a fast pass because you spent 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spent, yeah. That's okay. I remember way back in the day when they used to have actual people behind the reservation desk at Kilimanjaro Safari and they would talk to you. Like, oh, I don't remember you know, that. try to sell you tours and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's the part of Disney I miss. That's cool. Are those little yeah. details or whatever? But we'll get we'll get to that. When we get to Epcot. Because you guys, I'm sure remember the story. But well, I guess we can go right on to Epcot. Yeah, let's do Epcot. Mm-hmm. Where you talking about it? So favorite. Okay, Jeff, what's your favorite pre-show in Epcot? Mine, yeah, hands yeah. down, the Voices of Liberty in uh, the before the American Adventure. Is that I'm not sure if that, a pre-show though? I'm not, I counted it as one because I like them. Uh, yeah, okay. I would say that's a pre-show. 
I mean, you don't, not, it's not like you have to stay there and do it to mm-hmm. do it. And it's not like you and you can go in and watch them without doing the ride. So I guess technically it's not a pre a pre show, but it is always for us. We always make it a pre show and it's my favorite. I love them. Yeah, they're so they're not performing right now and it makes me sad. Oh yeah. Um I guess my favorite pre show is I'd probably say Soren. Because I like that too. Yeah, I like that. I love one. that guy. That guy is just so funny. Yeah. So serious. Um but I would say the most interesting cue in Epcot is probably Frozen Ever After. I think it's really cool what they did in there. Yeah, From I've never been on, on that. Yeah, Well, one, you need to do it. It's cool. But they built Arendelle inside. You walk through, like, um, the yoo-hoo, big summer blowout, whatever his shop is. Oh, oh, and, oh, Wandering um, Oaken. Yeah, Wandering Oaken and, um, like, the storefronts and stuff like that. It's really cool in there. Oh, if you go cool. for Fast Pass, do you miss that? Uh, you miss off. Wandering Oaken, but you don't miss, like, the town. Okay. Maybe I didn't mention that. That's my favorite. Because you actually, as you're walking in, you're actually in Anna and Elsa's, like, castle. And you go out <laughs> of the castle into the town and then through the town. And then you get on the boat to go up through the forest to Elsa's ice palace and stuff but you know it's funny because that whole storyline of frozen ever after doesn't fit the new movie that they came out because she doesn't have an ice palace anymore it doesn't really make sense Hmm. but it's fine kids don't think like that so it's fine but um well jen did you i was uh, like did you have a favorite pre-show um i was gonna say Maybe test track because you, you know, build your car. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so that I think that fun. one. But since you mentioned um, Frozen Ever After, and it, it's not a pre-show, it's just, you know, the queue that you walk through, but also the summer house where you go meet Anna and Elsa, I think that's pretty cool. It is really <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job with that. I um, thoroughly enjoy meeting characters that's like not cam's jam so it's secretly mm-hmm. why i like to take the kids well, so i yeah. can go and meet characters and no one thinks it's weird um i uh my least favorite pre-show at epcot probably i'm not sure yeah i really love well i guess mission space that one's kind of boring i always forget about mission space because i don't really write it but i never ever like I post on Twitter, I did research, but there was a guy, I don't know if you guys remember on Kim and I's very first trip where we did four parks in one day, we tried to mm-hmm. ride it, but we got stuck in the queue cause it went down and there were people in the, this like lab actually mm-hmm. reading material. I remember you saying it was that. real people. But they were in where? They were in this like little training lab area. In mission space? Emission space, like that was in the queue, and this guy had his feet propped up, and he was reading a textbook or something. And at first, we thought it was like an animatronic, and then he got up, <laughs> and we were like, "What?" And there was like two other people in there, and it, I don't know if they were just, but back in the day, Disney used to do a lot of that kind of stuff have people at desks like at Kilimanjaro safaris, mm-hmm. you know, people acting like they're working behind the scenes. Um, but yeah. And I never like, everybody was kind of like, I oh, have no idea what we're talking about. And I'm like, I mean, I know that we saw it because Cam's like, yeah. yeah, 
you know, that's the, I know what we saw. Everyone's like, are you sure you're not losing your mind? Dude, but that is cool. But I just, I haven't ridden Mission Space since, but I don't even know. I don't even know how they're keeping Mission Space open with everybody touching all the things in there. I wonder if they're wiping it down in between each ride vehicle. Making yeah. people sanit- sanitize their hands, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, Hollywood Studios. Hands down, the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> the Muppets is good. One of my other favorites was the original Rock and Roller Coaster pre-show. Oh, in the recording studio? Yes, where they actually had somebody in there who was yeah. actually playing along. Yeah, the roadie with, guy. Yeah, the roadie. Um, but, you know, they they did do... Oh, and uh, no longer around, but the pre-show to Backlot Tour, mm. where they used to have the volunteers and they would show you how they yeah. did, like... Oh, I got to be the yeah. guy that got splashed by the wave one time. No! Really? Oh, yeah, I have a video of it somewhere. Oh, yeah. you have to find it and send I've it. That it. was my backlot tour and great. Like Hollywood Studios, hands down for years, has been my favorite park. I was devastated when they closed the backlot tour and then extra devastated when they closed Great Movie Ride. Right. Yeah. But um, I remember they closed the backlot tour like just like a month before we took Kylie for the first time, but the walkthrough exhibits were still open. So we did like, because um, I told you guys she climbed in the boat from Titanic. She didn't realize what it was. I, think I told you guys that story probably a couple of years ago, but we lost her for a second in there and I was like, Kylie, where are you? And I popped my head behind this curtain and there was a boat to Titanic that they had already taken a lifeboat they'd already taken down and Kylie was inside of it singing out I'm like you can't be in there (laughs) she was like six years old little tiny thing I don't know how security didn't see her I'm sure it happened more (laughs) than they like to admit you know kids get behind Mm -hmm. there and stuff but uh, backlot tour just had a lot of cool and then um I don't remember if it was before you got on the tram or after you got off the tram but there was that prop studio that you'd walk through that was after you got off yeah okay yeah, and all the different behind cool. the cages and it, you could just stand there for hours and look at yeah. things i really wish they could have especially since i wish they could have like moved that or done something different with it you know but with some of it I mean, yeah but yeah. now it's galaxy's edge and i guess that's okay but just so sad so my least favorite pre-show at well i think i have to change my vote the coolest pre-show is rise of the resistance yeah i haven't because seen that yet because smokers run is good because the the animatronic that's the so the what's his name the hondo guy yeah it's spectacular it so looks like a real person yeah he does but every time i've only seen him once he takes a vacation a lot really yeah, and then they put these crates up in front of them. Ah. So you can't see them. Ah, crates. It's funny because, like, one day I walked in, I was like, wasn't there an animatronic there yesterday? And there, the guy was like, yeah, he he's taking a vacation. <laughs> and I was like, and they were like, we put the crates up there because he's not responding. I'm like, oh, <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. Um, yeah, those are both really, really cool. Both Smugglers Run and Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, I figured those were probably good, but I haven't seen those yet. So, yeah, the one um, that you, there's part of it is a actually a simulation ride, which is really interesting. 
you don't have to be buckled in or anything, but it's it definitely is a simulator of some sort where you're moving around and you can feel the, the movement. But my least favorite pre-show is probably... I think I don't dislike a lot of things at Disney, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, the yeah. Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Its area is a little little tight. The pre-show. I don't remember what they do on that. Voyage of the Little Mermaid's no. a stage show. Oh, I've never been in there. That's why. Nice yeah. show. Um, it is super. Or... I don't know if they show anything, but they talk. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I just remember standing and then going in. I don't know. Maybe there's just not as many pre-shows as I thought there were. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you start thinking about it, you're like, hmm. Well, I like the, uh, I don't know if you would call it a pre-show, but the old one in the Living Seas where they would take you down in the Hydro later. See, I never, never rode mm-hmm. the original Living Seas that I remember. Oh, the only version I have any recollection of is the is the Nemo version. Fail. Do we have any? Does Magic Kingdom have any pre-shows? Because I couldn't think of anything. The Beauty and the Beast one. Yeah. So okay, that's probably the coolest one for sure. That's the, With yeah, the that's like the coolest thing ever. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Enchanted Tales with Belle is 100% the most underrated attraction at Disney World. People have no idea how amazing it is. We did it once with the kids and Hunter got to be the beast and that was the coolest thing. <laughs> and I had never done it, so we I was completely... Oh, we were blown away. We did it for the first time last last time we went. We were completely blown away. Oh yeah, that you know, it's kind of maybe a little awkward if you don't have kids, but it's still worth. Oh, we didn't feel awkward. It. Yeah, like you know, because well, it is really and then cute. They get like adults to be uh, something. What is it? I don't remember. You can be like uh, the guards or like books if the adults want to participate. Um, there were a set of four dads that were the guards the yeah. armor yeah jt was um i think a plate yeah i was like alex nice. is a plate because <laughs> that's the only way you can take a picture with bell is if you participate in the yeah. show but you know what i was just thinking about we have to backtrack back to hollywood studios because i forgot the whole reason why this topic came up was the pre-show at mickey and minnie's runaway railway oh right they're really upping their game with these pre-shows i will say that Will it ruin it if I tell you guys what happens? No, it'll be God knows when we'll get there. <laughs> okay, so in the pre- instead of going into the Chinese theater room where the big screen used to be, they've mm-hmm. sectioned that off into like six, um, four or six rooms where they have many, uh, not many, they're huge, but TV sc- mini screens versus how big that one was. And they start showing a short, which is the cartoon that you're going to go in and experience. But in the middle of it, the train explodes and smoke actually comes out and it opens up this door to where you load the train, load into the train. Okay. So, like, you walk through the screen like you're actually in the cartoon. So, it's actually really cool. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. They're really upping their pre-show mm-hmm. game with these newer attractions. Well, how about the, when I first mentioned this, Lisa was the first to say, and I thought the same thing was Haunted Mansion. That's like the classic pre-show. Right. 
Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. I like Monsters Inc. I like the one where you can where you can text them dad jokes yes. and they say them over the intercom. That makes me happy. Yes, that's my favorite yeah. too. Have you ever gotten one of your things? I can said? never think uh, of anything no, fast no, enough. Oh, my yeah. son did. <laughs> John texted one in and got it read off. I can't remember what it was, but he texted one in and got it read off. He's got a a huge uh, catalog of bad dad jokes because my father texts them on almost every day. <laughs> Just I love that. Because he does. And so he's been doing it for years, years. So, yeah, John told him one of his grandpa's dad jokes, and they used it in the over the intercom thing, so it was cool. Yeah, we uh, we love Monsters, Inc., but it's definitely a hit or miss with their content for each show. Like, I was that know... guy one time, too. That was awesome. Oh, uh, were you? <laughs> yes, it was the day. It was a highlight of my Your career. Um, that was an excellent trip. It was hard to find a highlight then, but that was a good trip. Yeah, I was like, Haunted Mansion, that's a classic, but we all know how I feel about Haunted Mansion these days. So I miss, talk about pre-shows, I miss the parrot that used to talk outside of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. He, Yep. Yeah. He's still around. I've seen pictures of him. He's in a, you know, warehouse somewhere, but I miss him. He was the um, best. They should put him in uh in the uh what's it called? The 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 tiki bar in Polynesian. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Trader Sam's. No. Trader Sam's. Yeah, it's Trader Sam's. Yeah. They should put him in Trader Sam's. He would be excellent. He could like he could throw shade at the bartenders, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. I I was going to say, I don't know if we really consider this a pre-show, but walking through the Darling House at Peter Pan, which it's been several years since I've been able to do that because we always fast pass it. We ought to do that. Uh, I know we sort of bled over into it, but we should do cues. Yeah. Because Disney that, does some really, really good ones. Right. Yeah, so that, you know, it's all interactive and stuff, so... Like, there's a screen, and, um, like, bells will show, and if you take your hand and you ring the bell, you'll hear the bell ringing. Um, or if you see, like, it'll tell you to take your, like, pick up the wand, and you, like, drag your hand, and you'll see, like, the pixie dust. Oh, that's cool. Come down and stuff like that. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, walking the park in my head. Magic Kingdom just has, like, a lot of really long queues. Like that one, um, you walk through the undersea, Ariel's undersea adventure. I mean, that queue is, like, 10 miles long it is mm-hmm. it takes you longer to walk it than it does to get you know there's like yeah there's, you have to there's nobody way. in line just walking through it takes forever takes 10 minutes yeah i mean that's a really that's a people sucker right there <laughs> there's cool stuff going on in there too though yeah that's um that's a queue that was designed for like christmas day to yeah. make it it's like oh it's only a 45 minute wait we should go ride that one but really it it's like you're just standing it does in this have air massive going for it though. Yes, it does. Once you're inside you round that first corner, the whole thing is air conditioned, which is actually really nice. But because I'm thinking like we ought to do a themed cues show. We should. We'll this is becoming a series, like a ride kind of series <laughs> type of thing. Mouse life yeah. mouse life rates. Mouse life rates. <laughs> That's not bad. No, no. Well, as always, thank you for joining us, folks. We would love to hear what your favorite pre-shows are or what your least favorite pre-show is at the Walt Disney World Resort. Feel free to tweet us your answers at Mouse Life Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud, and we will see you real soon. Hey. Oh, my God, I did that in one take. Yay! Mouse Life's theme music provided by Shadows of Life. 